Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and welcome to the last podcast of 2020. It's been a hell of a year to say the least, so hopefully 2021 will be leaps and bounds better. However, ironically enough, for the last podcast of the year, we have a first. We have our first game developer on the podcast, and Antonio Freire. The indie developer behind Merlino Games' The Chameleon, a third-person stealth game with incredible powers and fat pixels. It is a fun and insightful conversation that I hope you all enjoy. If you do, please like and share this podcast to the world to get the word out about this podcast, but more importantly, this incredible game. Also, follow us on Twitter, at PostModArtPod, for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado... Please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. All right, Antonio, before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Whoa, <laughs> I have a lot. I mean, if, if we're talking about video games, yeah. I mean, it could be whatever you want. Cyberpunk. I mean, so, I mean, video games is obviously a good one because, in fact, you are a video game designer. So, yeah. Uh, I. I don't know if this, I feel like this one's unpopular. Oh, basically, I think everyone can make good art and everyone's creative, but, but I think since we're kids, many of us are taught like, no, you can't do it. Or like, you know, we're fit in a box. And so it's harder as you grow old to do it. So my opinion is everyone can get on the same level. And, and you know, even if your execution is not like realistic or or if your music is simple, or if your writing is simple, whatever, I still think that's art. I don't know if that's popular. I feel like it is. No, no, I mean, it, it makes sense, because, you know, people are instantly, like, you know, they're, they're trying to go with the simple, like, you need to go with something that's more productive and stuff like that, because people, like, when you're young, they're trying to get, they want, like, the doctor, the, the parents want, like, the doctor, the lawyer, and all that stuff like that, but, like, creativity, as you said, it's like being put into a box instead of actually letting it grow. Um, is that something that you would have to say from personal experience you've had to deal with, or? Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, you know we we have in our minds like I can't do that, no. So so this is something I I, I do always, no. So like oh, there's this music that I like and I I could never do that. No, you can. Everyone can just do it and practice and do it again and again and like don't be afraid. To, to get out of the boundaries and do something crazy and try and I feel like it's in us as humans we have the abilities to make art and make something interesting but it's we're just afraid of doing it you know we're 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 like no that that looks different difficult no I need training no it's too much time I think everyone can do it you know though that's a, yeah. that's good words to live by I, I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> And, and I think, you know, postmodern art, I think a lot of it is people who don't have the training but have the will or have the feelings and they're like, I'm just going to do something and I'll put it out there. And 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 so breaking that fright or like that being scared, not being scared of doing things. Yeah. I do appreciate you sort of hinting at the name a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, I, I want to say the reason why I went with that name, um, it's actually like a double meaning kind of thing. Cause yes, there is the postmodern art movement, but I am also using it as posting like, cause we're in, we're in the, the 21st century of like, uh... you know, people putting stuff on Twitter, Instagram, all sorts of stuff. So you need to just post your art, postmodern art. I've always, oh, wanted, I like that. I've always wanted to explain that to people just, just for the heck of it. <laughs> 
That's very, it's very clever. Yeah, I like it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, um, but you know, the fact that people are uh, limited, like you know, when it comes to art, or that people are limiting the younger generation. I'm trying to figure out a way to word this. Basically, that opinion that you have—that's a hill you're willing to die on. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right then. I, 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 for my day. Sorry, just a quick one. Uh, for my day job, I work with creatives. Some are very junior, some are very senior, and and the juniors are always like, no, I can't do it. No, I need years of experience. And I'm like, just do it, try it. And if okay, you can't make a realistic painting, then do something else that you can do. But as long as it like represents you, it'll be art. Like if you if you put your feelings in it, it'll, so I feel like that's something I, I like sharing. Those are definitely good words to live by, and I cannot think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm your host Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, follow on whatever audio streaming platform you prefer, and follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> he is the creative mind behind The Chameleon, a stealth exploration game set in the 70s, jam-packed with insane powers, tension, and some of the fattest pixels around from Merlino Games. Welcome to the podcast, Antonio Freire. How are you doing today, Antonio? All good, thank you. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Believe it or not, you were actually the first uh, video game developer to come onto the podcast. So this is very monumental, in my opinion. So, hey, great, cool. Yes. Uh, well, before we actually jump into uh, your game and what's it all about, I want to sort of know the the backstory or the origin stories of you when it comes to art and video games. What got you interested into art and video games and music and all this different kind of stuff? Uh, so, you know, I've, uh, like all of I've always liked video games since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I didn't have, I always, I always was like a console generation behind. So everyone had the 64, I had the SNES and mm-hmm. when people had the GameCube, I had it. And, and also with computers. And so, so I, I didn't have access to many games. I had Half-Life 1 though. Okay. And I had a lot of. And I had a lot of free time. And so I started just messing with it and like trying to I, I, I make skins, for example, but I was like making them on MS Paint and then trying to make maps in my shitty computer. And I just kept trying and, and it was fun. And so life got in the way. And, and, and first, I, you know, I had to study, I studied media, I studied graphic design also. I've always been interested in this. Uh, and uh, so I, I started working in the creative tech uh, world. Okay. And on the side, I have uh, a band, and I make music. Okay. So when the pandemic started, I had I had a lot more free time, and I'm working from home. And I, I said, okay, you know, remember when you used to be a kid and, and you made mods for Half Life? How about you try making games again? No, I have a lot of time, and now I have all the skills now. After after all, all my career, I have like programming skills, art skills, music. So I, I thought, okay, put all that together, use my free time, and and make a game. And and at the same time, I was replaying the first Metal Gear. Oh, okay. Uh, all the metal. Yeah, so my favorite games are Metal Gear, all, uh, all of them. And and so I was replaying the series, and I was like, hey, I, that doesn't seem that hard to make nowadays. You know, if you take away the cutscenes and things like that, the gameplay itself is pretty simple. And so I was like, okay, let's try it. And I, I tried Unity, I tried Unreal Engine, and I started working on Unreal Engine on like a little prototype. At first I was just going to make a Metal Gear clone. And as I was making it, 
I had I, I coded uh, the character movement and all the skills, but not weapons. And then I coded the AI, but the AI, I got to the point where they would chase me. They didn't have weapons. They couldn't capture me or anything. They would just chase me. And I started just testing it, and I was like, wow, that's fun. I'm having fun just running away from, from the bot. And so I was like, maybe I can make that the game. And so I started just playing around with those ideas, and I, and I made it. So, so, so the Chameleon is a game where it's a stealth game. It has all the normal stealth sort of like... Um, basic ideas where you have to hide if they see you there's an alert mode and you have to escape or they will catch you but it has that twist where okay there's no weapons and so what do i do if you don't have weapons i have to give you powers to hide or to escape and i have to give the enemies also a way to catch you and you know that's how it started to evolve and that's how i started to get the ideas well there we so go that's, that's my uh that's my background and and i've been working on this since we started it's march my 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 day job went uh, work from home when the quarantine started, and then it just it's now permanently forever. It's gonna be work from home, so it's perfect for me because it's also I don't have to do nine to five either. It's now goal based, and so I have a lot of time for the game. Well, there we and, go. And uh, and yeah, that's that's how I I, th- I think how I made the move because because I have like my whole life I've been releasing you know music, mm-hmm. have a few albums out and and making art on my own just because I like that. But but I wanted to put everything together in, into something like this. Well, that's awesome. I was going to say right off the bat, you already answered like at least five questions I had right there off the bat, which is wonderful. Well, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I speak a lot. No, that, that is perfectly fine. In that case, podcast is the perfect platform for this kind of stuff because I appreciate just conversation more than anything else. <laughs> so going back a little bit, you said that like you – were always like modding or you know this kind of stuff with like half-life and all these different games and such was like was it when the quarantine happened that you you decide you decided right then there you wanted to be a game designer or was that kind of just like a a passion that you've always wanted to pursue at some point yeah i I always wanted but it was always like it's too hard or the industry like they will exploit Mm -hmm. you and crunch you and destroy your dreams or like you know and so i was always one of those like like the music thing also no it's like maybe as a hobby maybe in the future maybe and i and i you know went into this more formal day job which is just like a manager at a tech company it's just, you know it's more like more like that and i always had the idea but i was like no, one day especially because two things i thought it was too hard i didn't study any programming i just okay. had to learn it from i i had to learn it for my for my job like a few years ago. So before that, I didn't know anything about that. I knew the art side, I knew Photoshop and 3D modeling and music, but I didn't know the programming. And the other is that the tools that exist right now also make it way easier to do it on your own, right? So so when, when I was 18 or whatever, it was hard to develop something on your own. Like, and, and you know, time, money, skills, there were no tutorials everywhere. And right now, with the engine that I'm using with Unreal, there's so many tutorials. There's so much documentation. There's groups like there's this. It's called Haunted PS One uh, Community. Okay. There's a lot of people who are making games with PS One graphics, and they're super nice and super helpful. There's tons of YouTube uh, videos that I can learn from. So, so that's also I think a difference. No, that right now it's very easy. The engine is free, for example. Now, mm. back then you could mod. Yeah, yeah, the engine is free now. I think you you only pay 
royalties if you sell more than I think a hundred thousand or a gotcha. million dollars. Okay. So, okay. Uh, but, but you can use it and you can publish for free, and only after a certain amount of sales will pay. And so and so, all of that is like it, I feel like it's the perfect moment. Not not for me, but for everyone if they want to get into making games. Like there's so much out there, and and like even when I started, like even making realistic graphics is not that hard anymore because there's so many libraries of scan textures and objects that are free and you can just use them. Uh, so, so I think in general, it was that it was like my, my personal life, but also the world is all like, you know, coming together for, to give that opportunity to a lot of people to develop games on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know with the, you know, with quarantine alone, a lot of people, since they are working from home, they, they're finally getting like that opportunity to really do what they want to. For God's sakes, I made this podcast just, you know, thanks with the help of quarantine alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but it's like it's it's awesome to see like this thing grow more and more, and like you said, like it's incredible as well to see kind of the the support out there, like to do the stuff that you know you want to create, like with the video games, like you were saying, like this kind of stuff, you know, you wish you would have had years ago. You probably would have made at least twelve games at this point, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I I, I think it's a part of what I was saying at, at the beginning, oh, you know, you're growing up and they tell you, no, study this and study that and, mm-hmm. and, and get a real, a real job. But I feel like, you know, if you try it from the beginning, you can do it. Or you can do both. That's the other thing that I also tell everyone with the music. No, it's find a job that is good enough to have a living and, and, you know, have a nice safety net, but you can also do the other thing on the side. And maybe it will take you longer than someone who's doing it full time. But you still, especially I also see a lot of people who want to develop games, and they're making them, and they're just stressed all the time and frustrated, and like, oh, I have to work on this again, or like they're asking, how do I keep motivated? You know. So I see in the forums and the communities are like, ah, I need to stay motivated. Oh, I, I have two hours to work on the game today, but honestly, I don't want to. Maybe on the weekend. And like, if you feel like that, don't make the game. Don't just do something else. I feel like, it, and that's the same with any art. Do it if not because you want to be rich or because, you know, do it because you're excited. Like every time I work on the game, I'm excited to open the software and I'm, I'm, I'm or I'm showering and I'm already thinking, ah, today I should make like this. I'm going to put in these sounds because it's exciting to me. And I see a lot of other people who, who are like, oh, I want to game to game design. And they're like, oh, I have to learn this. Oh, I have to open that. If that's the feeling, I think you should just try something else. Because it is hard. It is time-consuming. It's long, like projects. Even a small game will take you months. And and so, so I think, yeah, we have more time and more tools to, to, to make the games. But also, you have to be motivated. And I think that's with all art. Like, if you're making art... Uh, it had, it, you can tell when someone's making art because it's their job or because you know they want to be famous. It, you know that it. You can tell the thing is, it's not genuine. And it's, it's the same I was saying in the beginning. If you're making it, you just use your feelings, and and even if it's ugly and crooked and whatever, if you're doing it with your heart, it, people will notice and they will and they will like it. I was gonna say, yeah. Basically, long story short, at the end of the day, just do what you love. You'd be surprised how many people love the same thing you do. So. 
And I mean, also, yeah, yeah. I was going to say like, that's especially true with like what you're developing thing with this game. Like I said, I saw this on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I remember you posted like a, not even a minute long little teaser showing like some of the, the gameplay with like the lead character, like changing to one of the enemies and such like seeing that just looks absolutely incredible, especially with like the look of it. Cause it gives that little bit of nostalgia factor. What was the, I have to ask personally, why did you want to go with like the seventies aesthetic with this kind of game? Like, was it because of the Metal Gear influence or was it like something beyond that? Yeah. So, so it's, it's a mix of things. First, I, I, I came up with a character based on, it's a little bit based on me because I have the same shirt he has, but it's also Magnum PI. I don't know if you've seen. Oh that, yeah. No, no. That. Tom Selleck and all but that. The, 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 yeah. So the original idea was, okay, it's a stealth game, and I wanted the shirt to change colors. And so you would hide on, you know, stick to a wall, and your, your shirt would look the same color as the wall. So I made the character first. And, and I also knew that I wanted to make I, style spy music separately. And so I was like, hey, how come I can just put them together? It kind of makes sense with the, with the character look and the music that I want to make. I'll put them together now. And, and since, since it's also spy, I can make it. Spy music, stealth game. I sort of like put together different ideas that I wanted to make separately, and I was like, you know, I can make a game out of that. I, and when I started, first I was thinking of more realistic graphics. When I started making it, you know, since I'm I'm a solo developer, you have to set some boundaries, and otherwise you're never gonna finish the game. And I was like, okay, I'll make simple graphics. And okay. since I was playing Metal Gear, I was like, hey, maybe I can replicate these. And I started recent researching as that's how I found a few of the communities, like Haunted PS1. There's there's another guy called Marcis who who's also making games like this. There's another guy who's 98 Dmake, I think it's his name. Okay. And 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 I found that there's a, a whole community of people making games that look like this. And so I learned from them and made put together mine. Uh, mine is a little different in that usually what, when you see these, they're trying to replicate the PS1 graphics like exactly. Like mm-hmm. the limitations, exactly everything. What I'm doing is different. I'm trying to give it its own feel. So some things are not exactly like the PS1. Some objects, you know, you've seen that the textures sort of wobble in the PS1. Some in in my game have different values. Let's say per object, because what I wanted is to give you some nostalgia, but also something is off, and it's part of the story. You know, something is not quite right. You know, why why is this guy turning into enemies? Why is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt while sneaking through a base, you know? I want something, because then as you find this, as you learn what the story is about, you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. That's why things are wobbly. That's how he can turn, you know, it's it, it's part of the story. And and uh, the other thing I added is also you can change graphics. So you're like, I want it to look like a PS1 game. No, or I want it to look like a Nintendo 64 game or a PS2 game. There's like different options. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I just felt that it was right. It's, it's not that it's easier or harder to make them. Like for these modern engines, you actually have to tweak a little bit so that they will look old. It's not um, as straightforward. Like they're they're Unreal is made to to make things look realistic. So you have to tweak it to not look realistic. Uh, and 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 so it's extra work, but I think. It was the right thing, and I think it worked. That and that's why on Twitter it, it's going popular because it gives you that feeling, like okay, it feels like I know it, like I already played this, you know. But at the same time, I've never seen 
any PS1 game where you transform and or where you sneak like that or I want that mix where you feel like you turn you start playing and you're like I know this game it reminds me of my youth and and I feel warm and and fuzzy but at the same time hmm, it's seven the seventies I've never heard that music in a PS1 game or 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 he's have these powers because you have other powers besides transforming that. Are, are unusual for a stealth game and the transforming is not that unusual because you can get like costumes but there's a bunch of weird things in there yeah <laughs> and so and so that's the idea the, the idea is to mix eras so it's it's got the old graphics but the older music mm-hmm. but then the modern like gameplay mechanics and and so you feel at home and warm sort of like oh nice it reminds me of Christmas in 1999. There you go. But it also feels like <laughs> it also feels like, hey, this is strange. Like something's wrong. <laughs> and and I hope, I mean, I hope once people play it, they will feel that. Because no? that's that's the other thing. I I knew I as a solo developer and as like my first game, I can't make a massive elaborate game. I can't make a role playing game with so many things. I don't want to spend three four years making it. You know, I said my my rules, and so what I said is, I want the game more to be like a little art piece, some feeling, four or five hours long, but but it's still fun. So I'm trying to find that balance where it's art and 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 it has all these things that you've never seen before, but at the same time, it, it's a game, and if you're in the mood to play a stealth game, you'll play it and it'll feel the same as playing any other stealth game. You know, no, you won't be like, ah, this is. Uh-huh. You won't feel like oh, this is amateur. This is you know this is cheap. This is just walking. Because there's a lot of games that are just walking simulators. Yeah, <laughs> I like them, but a lot of people don't. It's, this game is more like you know an actual game. Oh, there we go. I was gonna say like so. I was gonna say basically you're trying to find a way to give people a game that looks and feels the way nostalgia should feel. Kind of just kind of that familiarity. But, like, it's something new. It's a different experience, more or less. Which, I mean, I think... Uh, sorry if I'm putting words in your mouth with that, but I think it's genius, so... <laughs> I think that was why it, like, blew up. I think because because of that. Because there's a lot of games that are super replicating the PS1 horror games, and they look like a real PS1 game. Like, you wouldn't... It could tell you, ah, it's an old game that you never played, and you would believe it. So people are, like... It feels familiar, but it's also exciting because I don't know what's going on, yeah, what's going to happen, you know? Um, I was going to say, uh, when did, like, you know, with the, this was kind of an idea, or, like, you've been, you said yourself, you've been developing this since March. How long have you kind of had this concept for the chameleon as itself? Like, when did, when was it for you just kind of like, this is actually a great idea, why don't I just do this for the game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... Since Metal Gear 4, the auto camo where you transform, you know that? That was my first, like, you know, the problem with that game is the gameplay parts are fun, but there's so many cutscenes that you never get to play with it a lot. And so I was like, what if there's a game where you can do those sort of transformations, but like a whole, like, hours, not just 10 minutes and then it stops you. Same with Metal Gear Solid 1. When I replayed it, I I love it. It's one of my favorite games. And I love the cutscenes also, but... You know, it gives you the control. You play for like two, three minutes, especially when you know the levels and you're kind of like fat uh, speed, right? Okay. You just go through a little section and then you have to sit through like 30 minutes. of. And I was like, what? I want the feeling of the first room 
and, and Metal Gear Solid for like three hours. Give me three hours of that nonstop. Don't give me codecs and, and cutscenes. So that's, that's ever since I was always thinking like there should be a game like that, you know, and, and Metal Gear Solid 5 and Ground Zeroes came out and they're kind of like that, especially Ground Zeroes. That's the idea, you know, you just stealth for hours, just hide and, and mess with the enemies and, and do things for hours. That's why I think should be, there should be more of. So I was always thinking like, if I make a game, the first one that I make should be that. So I feel like that's what's missing. I want that feel. I, I want a game that I want to play, no? And, and and that feeling I want to share with everyone because I'm sure there's other people who think like that. And 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 even when I started the game, I started watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos where they analyze stealth games, and they all said the same thing: that the genre is dead. There's stealth, and so many games have stealth in them, but there's not stealth games. You know, there's very few, a couple of indie games here and there that come out. But like and and so I was like, why, why? And I was like, maybe because a stealth game with just stealth might, in the consumer's mind, might be like, yeah, that's too simple. Where's the open world? Where's the RPG? Where's the options? And so, but I said, like, if it's an indie game, they'll be more open to like, yeah, that's fine. If it's just a stealth part, you know? Yeah. And so that's I always I always had it in my mind that part. Transforming into something part, I also, at some point, I had it like you transformed into objects instead of the enemies. Mm-hmm. Sort of like prop hunt and all those things. But it was like, mm, you know, you transform and you're just sitting there waiting for the enemy to leave, you know, move its part. But if you transform into the enemies, you can move and you can be there. And and, and what happens in, in the game is when you transform, you have an energy bar and it'll start, you know, depleting. So you get nervous because it starts beeping like, "Hey, it's gonna turn." <laughs> you have like two, two, three seconds left, and so you have to hide again and things like that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would certainly be, you know, nervous just with the, <laughs> the just with the designs alone that you have for these guys or whatnot. Um, How did you come up with like at least the concept for the enemies looking like these, like basically top like people wearing the hazmat suits, but the hazmat suits didn't work, so like they're all like toxic or something. Like that. How did yeah. you come up with that design? So, so this is one one thing that I had in mind when I saw the name of your podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was a little like blocked at first. I just had regular enemies where it's just like some guard, like it was a copy of the Metal Gear enemies. And so I went on this thing called Art Breeder, Art Breeder. Sorry for my accent. I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, I think you got it right. It's it's AI. All right, it's AI, and so you can like mix images or not even images. You can just tell like show me something random or write, you know, and the AI will make something that doesn't exist. So in this one, I went and I was like guard and I put in some guards and then I, and so it made me some, some enemy, but the face was all glitchy. And so I put it in Photoshop and I just started painting over it. And that's how I came up with the idea. And I was like, cause another one of the ideas I had was I don't want an, uh, uh, like anything on screen, like indicators of your hidden and like lights where the enemies are. And so I, I said, like, I want to show that on the enemy. So I came up with the, like the light that they have on their mm-hmm. face and it changes colors to indicate like suspicion or alert or normal behavior. Like it's red. And so, you know, they've seen you it's orange. So they're suspicious and they're going to come find you and things like that. And when I put them in the game, I was like, Whoa, they, they're scary. Yeah. And and so, because I because I also had the have these like sort of stiff animations for them and more like fluent ones for my for the character, and and I was gonna change theirs, but it works. 
Like I, you see them and there's, and they also make some of these weird noises and beeping and like some, the same, same idea. No, there's something off about them. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, just keep them. And the first thing I ever sh- uh, showed uh, was a picture of them. I put it on Reddit on uh, low poly subreddit mm-hmm. and everyone loved it. So I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm like I'm on the right track. These, these are the enemies that I should show. And, and, uh, and yeah, but so it was a mix of using the technology to come up with ideas. I didn't want to like just use the thing that, that it gave me, but it was more like, I, I'm, I have creative blocks. So let's just go in there and generate a bunch of things until I see one that is like, Hey, and so I saw that one. It was, it looked like some sort of frog man thing. <laughs> I don't know. As soon as I started painting over it, I got, I got, I was like, yeah, that's the, that's the guy. I was going to say like the design alone, I, I know it, it's probably because it's like a very popular game right now, but it looks like the, the Among Us models, like beefy older brother, you know, <laughs> like, that's what my first thought when I saw it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it does look like, and, and I mean, Among Us is old, but I hadn't seen it until after I made the enemies and I was like, Oh no, people are going to say I ripped it off, but now everyone's been very positive about it. Like they don't say like, you rip it off. It's more like what you say, like, oh, it looks like the scary version of those guys, you know? And, yeah. and so it's like, cool. I'm, yeah. It's just one of those right time, right place, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, a, a little bit, uh, well, not, let's, nah. words are wonderful, right? Um, <laughs> no, uh, a little bit ago, you said that you were working with Unreal Engine mainly because of the, the free software and such. Um, I, have you used other softwares with it or was it just, you know, it was free. You've heard the reputation of it. You just had to go with the unreal engine. And so the unity is also free and there's a bunch of others who are, that are free. It was a mix of, I have a friend who works professionally with unreal engine. So okay. he can sort of guide me also. Uh, it was a mix of also, I love the first unreal game and I yeah. also did some modding for it, for it back then. And that and and that kind of graphics always interested me. So so it was a mix of that. Uh, also the tutorials that I found online. I, the uh, Unreal Engine has this system called the Blueprint system, where where some of the things you don't have to code them. It's more like you have these little notes and you connect them, and it's like it's it's like coding, but it's way simpler. You don't have to write. Maybe you've seen that. I don't know. I personally am not, it, but it, I get what you're getting at. Like that's actually very yeah. smart. Yeah, exactly. And so, so you don't need to code, like actually write the code. Like functions could be little notes that you connect, and you just write like a little value. And 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 so some of the parts of the game are way easier to make that way. And and so and so it it, it helps you just to go faster and, and also to get to a early prototype faster. To if you're like more of an artist than than a programmer, it also makes it way easier because it's it's similar to other software like. There's 3D software that has those sort of known nodes where you connect things, and so that's why how I chose it. I, I once I chose it, I realized there's less info on how to make these old style graphics for it. For Unity, there's so much, and there's so many games made with these types of graphics in Unity, but not for Unreal. But I just poked around, wrote some people, and eventually found people who knew how to how to do it and who, who could teach me. There we go. And and for example, the, tr- the transformation effect, mm-hmm. people liked it a lot. It's oh yeah. It's basically I took I was playing with the PS One graphics thing, 
And there's a value that if you increase it, it starts getting all like pixely and, and weird. And I was like, hey, instead, because I was doing some other transformation before, but it was, it was just more like on, like, like I don't know, like sort of like the, the skin changed. Like sort of, uh, in the X-Men movies, you've seen like Mystique. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It, it was sort of like that. It was more more elaborate, but once I started playing with the values on uh, how wobbly the character textures were, and I erased that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, <laughs> get rid of all that fancy, the all the fancy graphics that I made. No, no, no. I want just the weird pixels looks way better." Oh no, absolutely, and I mean it's it's certainly like an amazing effect that you have going with that. Um, I haven't gone too much into the game that uh, with that what other power should we expect like our main person to have like is it just a transformation thing or is there like other things that our main guy should expect or is it too early to spoil that right oh it's fine i i i don't mind i can i can oh, uh, so so there's a dash oh sorry no i was gonna say i'd love to just dig a little bit more into this game because we'll get once again i am like super excited for this yeah yeah hey, 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 so so there's a dash where you you just dash of the earth or the ground and it helps you either escape or reach some areas that are like you know cross cross a, a chasm or like uh, you know okay fly through the air sort of thing so there's this dash there's there's i think you've seen that there's a punch you can punch the enemies it will drain your energy but it's like this if you punch an enemy he's gone like he's knocked out forever there's uh stealth takedowns which are just you know you can sneak into the behind an enemy and you absorb it so it's not just like that you okay. kill it or you absorb them and it gives you energy also. There's uh, so in modern games like Fortnite or Minecraft, you can create cubes sort of. And so in this one, you can create a crate, you know, in stealth games, you're always hiding. In stealth games, you're always hiding behind crates. So here you can create a crate and it's, I, I'm, I'm making so every power has hiding capability. Like it helps you hide and it helps you escape. Put a crate where there is none so you can hide behind. Or an enemy is chasing you, you put the crate in a hallway and you block their path. No? Things like that. And there's another thing where you can teleport. And there is one power at the end that I don't want to spoil. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, we, basically don't, we don't have to delve uh, too far to spoil the territory. <laughs> but, 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 but it's like the main part of the game. Like okay. The story, once you get that power, you understand the story. And you get when you finish the game, you get to... To a new game plus where you have that power and the game plays completely different. Ooh. Uh, so, so the idea is like when you finish the game, you're like, wow, that last power, I want to use it again, but the whole game. And then when you play it again, they're like, oh. So so that's another thing. Since I'm a, a solo developer, I, I wanted to find a way to give you more gameplay without giving me like another year of development, you know? Right. So I came up with this power. At the end. And I think from the friends that I've I think it, it it works. Like once you get to that power, you're like, oh, I want to. It's like a new game. I want to play it again because it's like <laughs> a different game. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Like it just makes me more and more just. Ooh. Oh, I can only imagine, like, with how much time, time and effort that you've already put into this game and such. Uh, with what are you hoping to to see with this game like more or less like are you hoping to like how much of a splash do you want to make when it comes to like the indie game world when it comes to this yeah i i obviously you know we all dream of making a huge splash i i do want i want to me like 
at the moment I feel like this is super successful. I'm so happy this happened. This is when stealth uh, forums or subreddits or YouTube channels that are specialized in the stealth genre start talking about it. I, I don't think I'm, I'm fine with it not being massive. I just want it that people who like stealth games will like it so that I, you know, I, that, that was my goal from the, from the start, like to make a stealth game where no one's making them. Metal Gear is dead. Like there are some like Hitman that are stealth games, but they're different. You know, they're not the old school style of just sneak through a base. And so that's, that's to me success for this first one. No, it's my first game. So I'm fine with it. If it's not massive, like, oh, you know, Sony is going to buy it or whatever, <laughs> that's fine. But I do want the stealth game community to ever, to like it. You know, if they say this is a good stealth game, finally someone made one for us. To me, it's like, wow, success. And so, so far it's going well. Honestly, I'm, I'm surprised because I haven't started like proper marketing yet. Mm-hmm. But just with the tweets and some posts on Reddit, it's, it's, it's growing. Like, you reached out and a couple... Uh, publications, uh, PC Gamer and IGN reached out, and I didn't even have a Steam page, so I was like, "Oh, I need to put the, put it up quick." I was yeah. like, "Because I was like, I'm just showing things on my Twitter account, you know." And so since that happened, I'm like, "Okay, I have to take it more seriously in the sense of like marketing," mm-hmm. and also that's why I was, I immediately made a, a demo and sent it to as many people as I can that I know to like, "Hey, give me." You know, test it, uh, give me opinions, feedback, let's fix it, let's make it better. And and, and I I, I uh, started recording the music, like paid for some voice acting. And and, uh, and, and so so I'm preparing a demo for like February, okay. late January or beginning of February. I will be public. Like it, I'm, I'm almost done with it, but I will still want to give it like a month of playing and, and like making sure it's super... I feel like it. That's where, like, if the tweet worked and the few videos that I've shared worked, I want the demo, a, a free demo for everyone, and and that will tell me if I'm on the right path. You know, like, I that's another thing that I think about art, mm-hmm. and that I always tell my. I have a lot of musician friends who make a lot of music, like a lot, and they never publish it, and they're good, and 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 me on the other hand, I always publish everything I make, even if it's shit. <laughs> And like, sorry, I don't know if I can say that. No, and, no, you're, you're perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. And, and I always, because I want the feedback. And if, the thing is, if you make something and it's bad, and you can fix it and make, post it again, people won't remember like, ah, that's the shitty one that you posted. They won't know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you make as many bad, de- like my band, I made a few bad demos. Three people listen to it and were like, this is shit. I'm not sharing it. I'll make another one and another one. And and people are not like, hey, no, I've listened to your old demo. No, because it was shit. No one listened to it. <laughs> once you're good, once you're good is when the pressure starts because then you can't make a shitty one after because then people know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's my same feeling here. Like, you know, I, a thousand people have seen the tweet. If I put out the demo and it's crap, a thousand people will know it's crap, but that's it. I'll fix it. I'll make another one, and I'll show it to another thousand people that haven't seen it. You know, and that's why my friend is like another one and another one until you until you like learn and nail it. And don't be scared of like, yeah, if people tell you it's it's crap, you suck, whatever. Well, 
you know, I'm learning. I'll make other one again. I'll make more music. Like, and so I think that for art in general, it's also important because making things and getting feedback from like your two, three close friends is not enough. I think you need that experience of like being exposed and everyone. Aha, and everyone's seeing you and like you're naked and they're looking at your painting and it's <laughs> and it's like you know you need that that shock of like of someone telling you it's bad and you feel like hey he just told me i suck and nothing happened i didn't die the world sign so i'll make another one and i, I it's fine if people tell me i suck 10 times because the 11th time they'll be like hey this is actually pretty good and so that's that's how i've always done it so in this case also i i've if I I I uh, put let's say I put out the I was lucky that people liked the first thing I posted, but maybe in the future I'll post the second power that I told you, or like the cube thing, and people are like, oh, that's pretty boring, that shit. It looks like Fortnite. <laughs> ah, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll remove it from the game, or I'll keep it because I like it. You know, but 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 it's it's about not being afraid of doing things. Just go and do it. I mean, as long as. You're not hurting anyone. You're not doing something illegal. It's fine. Just do it. Just do a bunch of it. Like, you know, put out put out trailers. I've done that. And also, I put out a trailer, or I put it on 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 a Discord group or on Reddit, and three people watch it and they're like, "What is this? It looks boring." I delete it. I make a new one and I put it up. And and this is what happened here. Also, I put some tweets before that, and it was like, no one liked it. I delete it, I put another one with better music or better cuts, and then suddenly people love it. And then it's like, oh, I got it. You know, I think as a as a new artist, as a new developer, as as an indie sort of person, you have that chance. If a big company does it, they're gonna get destroyed and no one's like if you if you see a a trailer for a big video game, like if they make another Metal Gear solid and they put out a trailer and it looks crap, everyone will think it's crap and, and the news will spread and so yeah, if you're a big company, be more careful. If you're an indie or a, or a local band or you know an Instagram artist who's just starting to make some paintings or just put them up, it's fine. There you go. I was gonna say it, <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned like you know the the big ones if they made a new Metal Gear Survive because I clearly remember everyone's reaction to Metal Gear Survive when that came out. Everyone roasted the living crap out of that. And, like, you know, you see the whole yeah. stories these days when it comes to, like, Square Enix with Avengers or Bioware with just about anything they produce these days. You know, you always see, like, the horror stories. But it's, like, when you're an indie v- developer, like you're saying, if nothing else, you're just trying to test the waters more than anything else. You're trying to make sure that what you're making is quality. Because no one is expecting... Uh, well, yeah. I, I'm not going to say no one is expecting nothing from you, but, like, you know, the bar is a lot lower because, you know, you don't have the, the... You don't have the excuses that these big developers have. Yeah, and for for example, me now I I don't have the bar's lower. Also, I didn't quit my job to make it. I'm doing it on the side. So if I take three years to make it or six months, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have investors like or a Kickstarter where they're telling me like, ah, oh, you suck, or like an early access game where people are bored and never want to play it again. I have that freedom of, and that's what I wanted for my first game, like that safety of just I'll do it at my own pace. If people like it, great. If they don't, I'll do it again. Maybe. Or let's say I put this one out. I put this one out, and everyone's like, Merlino Games, crap. First of all, I doubt anyone will do- remember the name. If I put out another game, no one's going to be like, no, he made the chameleon, it sucks. Or if they do, I just rebrand it and, 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 and release it, but, but not being afraid of, like, let's say this game, for some reason, no one likes it. 
I don't want to be like, oh, I'll never do art again. I'll never put out another game again. No, no, no. Just rebrand, put a new, different type of game, and let's do it again, you know? There you go. Because, aha, it's like, yeah, I think that's, and that links to the first thing we were talking about. Like, people are, we as, not, not just people, like, say it like it's someone outside, not me, all of us, are scared of rejection or, like, failure. But in reality, once you experience it, once you fail, once you, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, I'll do it again. It's fine. Oh, versus as long as you have that safety, because there's some people who are like quit their day job and use all their savings to make their, their game. That's that's a different thing. I feel like your first games, you should, you should have that safety net of learning and, and, and your first everything. Like if you're a band mm-hmm. and like you have a few fans and you're like, Okay, I'm quitting my job and doing the band full time, and you spend all your money with a producer and make a shitty album, and then you're broke. No, first do it with the safety once, and this is what even like big companies do this. Like, put like the minimum viable product. Don't spend a lot of money on it. Don't spend a lot of time on it. Just put it there and see if it it's worth you know pursuing. And that's what I'm doing with video games also. And that's what I did with music first. And and what happened with music is like my band does very well in the genre, which but it's just a tiny genre. Even the biggest band in it don't make enough money to survive. So so in this case, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take that same approach. I'll make a small game that looks the way I want it to be and that is fun to for me to make during my free time. I'm not gonna spend my whole money on it. I'm not gonna hire a bunch of people and put it out there and learn. Do I like making it? Do I like the experience of putting it out there and people giving me feedback do I like you know once I once I make sure of all that I'll I'll I'll, I'll take the next step but honestly I've been lucky that people like it and it's blowing up and so it's I feel like that's lucky part lucky and part like you know you play so many video games in your life and you watch so many YouTube videos where they analyze them that at some point, all of us are already have some notion. I'm sure you do too. And 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 anyone who plays video games, you already have a notion that like boring, what's gonna be fun, and so and so. As long as you stick to that, like would I like that? That's what I'm doing with the game. No, I play it and I like. If I add a, a key card that you have to pick up and to open the door, if I was playing a game, would, would I like that or not? And so, and so I think that helps. Then people who like the same things as you will like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all individuals. We all like, you know, little things about games here and there. And I feel like the fact that you're taking the mm-hmm. time to put what you love into a game that a lot of people, you know, also love as well. You know, it's incredible to see already like the fan support that's already been behind it and such. Um, did you expect the game? Like whenever you posted like these little trailers and stuff, did you honestly expect like the, the, bit of attention that's already garnered so far and no uh no. <laughs> i i expected the like this level no it, it it i i thought once i had a demo i would have some attention maybe from i thought mainly for pe- from people who want to make a game like it no so from game developers who want to make those graphics i thought you know maybe the same way i wrote some of these people and I was like, Hey, teach me how you did that. I thought I would get messages like that, mm-hmm. but I didn't think like it would, cause it, it spread a lot. And, and 
also with people who I because I, I started looking at their profiles like who's following me who wish listed the game who's on Twitter and I see that it's just regular consumers it's not people who are super just like retro gamers or like who only post you know indie games or some of them are, are like that but there's a lot of people who are just like I want to play a game and this game looks like a fun game that's it yeah and and so I'm I'm, I'm excited I'm, I'm also you know since that happened I'm, I'm like okay this is not just only my passion project and whatever I want make sure these people have fun when they have it you know i i want to make sure like some some people write me and they're like you know i i'm a speedrunner do you have things in the game for speedrunners like glitches or like a time counter at the end uh, things like that and i'm like yeah okay um i want to make sure i i, I those are things i like too so I, I want to make sure that these people have that and and no but i didn't expect it and and, and it adds to a little bit of pressure because <laughs> because i wanted yeah because it's different no? as i was saying this whole rant that i had where like you know put out things and fail and it's fine yeah but well, now i'm failing i have like more people looking at it no yeah and and but at the same time i have more people like some um i will send you the demo for example and all the people who have reached who have reached out i want to send them a demo and be like not just like I see people put up a demo and it's like, yeah, give us feedback on our forum. No, but I want to like talk to you and you tell me what you thought. And so, so, so that since, since these are the people who found it first and thought it was interesting, these are the people who, who will guide me, you know, you, for example, you saw it and you thought, oh, this is interesting. It's cool. And I want to reach out. And, and so I want to know you, your opinion at some point, but not just like, Hey, did you play it? Yeah. Did you like it? No. Yes. Bye. No, no, you want like, like why did you? Yeah, you want like in depth, like you know, this is, this is why you enjoyed it. Like, you know, I like this little aspect of it. You know, it's cool to do this. Yeah, it'd be better if this was done like that. Like, I, I can understand where you're coming from because again, this is like your first like four lay. Uh, for, for late. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's your first step forward into this kind of stuff, and you want to make sure that you're putting out a quality product. Now that you have more people actually paying attention to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I want to make, like, let's say the demo, no? When you play the demo, I want to be like, okay, you saw that tweet or you saw the trailers and you liked it. Mm-hmm. And did, did the demo feel like the trailers or what happened in between that you're like, oh, you know, I'm not excited anymore or I'm even more excited. You know, I, I, I feel like that's the same thing I was saying with art. That art is, is like something we... It's very human, no? So it's not just about like your skills or whatever. It's like feelings, and so if if people liked what they saw, I want to know what they felt. I want to I want to know why, you know, because sometimes like, people don't like the game. Ah, it's because the microtransactions and this and that. But I feel like it's all about feeling. Like no, it's because I feel scammed. Oh no, it's because I feel like bored or stressed. That's the kind of thing. And 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 so I hope that. The game, the demo, and eventually the game, you know, fulfills that promise of what you felt when you saw that little video. That it was like, oh, it's interesting, but it's also familiar, but it's also new. Once you played, I want, I want that, you know, I want people to tell me, hey, it felt like the trailer, like the thing I saw. It's exactly what I felt, and and uh, we'll see, you know, I hope, I hope so. <laughs> 
and trust me, I can understand where you're coming from with the whole entire mi- microtransactions thing. How everyone's frustrated with that. With that, if you want my opinion of microtransactions, my, uh, if you want my opinion of microtransactions, you must pay ninety nine cents to this website and the link below. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do want to say like it, it, it's yeah. it's it's smart that you want to go with just kind of like it, it's a good way to to gauge it honestly because some of these uh, trailers out there today, you know, I'm, some of these trailers out there today. Like, they try to show, like, super flashy, like, these intense models, but, like, some of these trailers don't really showcase what's in the game and such. So, it's it's actually smart, in my opinion, the fact that you want to be like, alright, you saw the trailer like this, does the game make you feel like what you felt with the trailer? Like, that's a, that's a great mentality to have. Yeah, and, and that's also what I was trying to do with the, the tweet that blew up, and, and it's like, I'll show you what it is. Like, this is a game. I'm, I'm not going to put in flashy things or a voiceover or, or different music that is just made for the trailer or like super angles and things like that. Cause I want to make sure it's a microtransaction thing also, you know, it's, I want to make sure that my promise is fulfilled. If I make a massive, weird, amazing trailer, how am I going to fulfill that in the game? I'd rather just be honest and be like, this is what I made. Do you like it? And, and apparently people are liking it. So well, that's good. You know? So, so I feel, cause that's the other thing. The, Normal, usually the people who make that game don't make the marketing. It's indie devs, they do, but they're following some guides. You know, how to make an indie game trailer and how to sell more games. And, and that's fine. I, I get that that's their goal. But for me, my goal is you will like the thing. Like if, if, if you're going to pay me, it has to feel like all the marketing. Like all the pictures you saw, all the trailers... When you get the game, it has to fulfill that promise exactly. You know? and, and since it's just me, it's my first game, I can't make you a massive promise of like, you know, the cutscenes and the, and the big music. It's, you saw the game, you saw the trailer, you liked it, that's the same feeling you'll have. I think that's another problem with, with uh, indie game developers with their first game that I'm seeing is, is they, they, they put a lot of uh, I don't know if you have this expression in English, like the, a lot of cream, a lot of oh yeah, cream, uh, decoration, the, the creme de la creme, as they say, just kind of you know, trying uh, to go, you know, trying to go all out, trying to make it seem like more amazing whenever instead it's just like it's a simple yeah. little game. And then you uh, exactly you see all the marketing, it looks amazing. You play it, and you're like, the trailer was the whole game. The <laughs> game is like short, and that's it. And and that there's one cutscene, and I saw it. Uh, I it, this happened with. Metal Gear Solid Five. I lo- I love that game. I don't, ha- ha- but a lot of people had the complaint that all the cutscenes were in the trailer. And that's it, and 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 all the bosses were in the trailer, and 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 I don't want to make that mistake, you know. Like I, I want to be honest, and it's, it's like, and, and I think uh, that's another part that is different about game development that is not there in other art. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're painting, you just finish the painting and you show it. If you're making music, you might you might show a demo and then the finished version. But even the demo is I finished version of the song. It's like a recording already. With game development, every day I can tweet the new thing that I made today. Every day I have the opportunity to see like people are liking where I'm going or not. I can write a little text that is like today the enemies are harder and and everyone can be like, No, no, no I don't like that. <laughs> like yesterday, I think I posted this little so in the game you can find audio logs that you you, know, you can listen while you play and it tells right, you more of the right. story. And I posted like this little 
piece of tape recorder that that is the that is the audio logs and people liked it mm -hmm. and so i have that with game with games you have that chance to to test every day or every week a little bit and and immediately get the feedback that you know what you're going since it's since the development of the game takes so long you can i can put that up and maybe people are like no one liked it and then i'd be like okay i need a different model i could just delete a tweet and make another model And and other types of art, like a painting, I can't make a sketch and show it. And, or with music, you know, I'll write a song and play it in a rehearsal, and maybe you can play it live and see if people react. But that's it. You're not like, hey, everyone, this is the first three bars of the song. What do you think? <laughs> you can't do that with music, but with the games, I can, I can show you five minutes of gameplay every day. I can show you the new room that I made. Do you like it? This is boring. Are you interested? And that's what I've been doing, and also, it also helps a lot. I think it makes it easier. Like I'll post a picture, and they're like, oh, what's that room in the back? That little purple light looks interesting. And so I'm like, okay. So people like when I do that, you know, that you have a little hallway, and there's like a mysterious room there. They're, they are going to go, they're, they're going to want to go in there. So, so it's way easier. Let's say that if I had to make a full game and not show it ever, and at the end you show it, that must be so hard and like crushing that if no one likes it and you work years on it. I think that's something that also indie game developers should should uh, try. Just just uh, put it yeah, just put things out every day to show people what you're doing. Because it, like at the beginning you told me like don't tell me spoilers, huh? <laughs> Or maybe you if you want, uh, you yeah. know. It, I feel like it's, yeah, keep some things secret, mm -hmm. but it's still, you have the power of the internet of, and all these people to help you make your game. Like, I'm not making this on my own. I'm making it, but I'm, I have these Discord communities of game developers. I post something. And they, everyone's helping. You know, everyone's pitching in. And, and it's same with Twitter, you know, and same with you. You're telling me what, in this podcast, you told me the, the things you liked of what I posted. And so now I have ideas and I'm like, okay, let's make more of that. You know, and and I think that's because because big companies do play testing and like pay for QA and all that. I think like as an indie developer, you can just be clever about it and just you know do it for free. The same the same way you know everyone's on Twitter, just put something up there, see if it works. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> I was gonna say. You say I I talk so much. <laughs> no, no, no. That again, that is perfectly fine. I was just gonna say, basically, when it comes to like how you're going forward with this game, like you want to be honest with the people, you want their honest opinion and such, and you want you know as much feedback from them because they are ultimately the people that are gonna be playing it. Take note, EA, big companies. Just saying. <laughs> um, Actually, that's I don't know why they they don't do that. Like, big companies will just make a game, put out trailers and whatever. But suddenly, at the end, you get the game, and it's crap. Because and you're like, I, I feel like because they don't have any motivation to try, because they feel like like their name alone, it's gonna sell at least X amount of units and such. I mean, a, a lot of like you know, even whenever they do cheaper games, like they they may do like a trailer here and there, but they they know that the name EA or like you know Epic or whatever, like they're gonna put their stuff out there because they know people are going to be buying it one way or another and that's that's not how it should be you need to realize that people are going to be wanting to play a quality product maybe over and over again they like they want to get their money's worth so yeah yeah 
So, I mean, it's incredible to, to, it's always incredible to look on the opposite end, seeing the people that, you know, even if it's just one individual person like yourself with Merlino Games, making something that you truly love and have a, at least hope that other people would love as well. I, I do want to ask, like, you know, you, now that Merlino Games is like, it, is making this and such like, is this going to like, is this your priority right now? Or have you already started thinking a little bit more in the future, like possible other games that you might want to consider or is everything at this point, just make the chameleon what you want it to be. Yeah, for now is just make chameleon, uh, make sure it's released and, 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 and like a quality release. That is like, you know, I don't want it to be a 30-minute game, but it's also not going to be 20 hours. I think it's four or five hours of quality, tested, no bugs, fun, inter interesting. Like to make it a solid release, I'm not I'm not aiming for the stars and like I want to sell 100,000 copies and whatever. I just want it to be a game that, that enough people say, that's good, that signals me to like, you know, make another one. I want enough, enough feedback, enough players... Um, tells me, okay, you should, you're you're on the right path. You should make another one. And 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 I already know what the next one that I want to make is. Ooh. But I don't even want to start it. <laughs> I don't even want to start it until I finish this one. Okay. The chameleon is more. Yeah, it should be out by July. It's pretty advanced already. Like I haven't shown much of it because I want to have enough things to show from here. So so right now I'm just polishing the demo to get that out, and then I'll finish the rest. I have like half of the game. And 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 yeah, but but that's my my idea for now. I want to make a solid stealth, a solid stealth, uh, not Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> a good <laughs> a good stealth game that people like. That's it, you know. And then if people play it, I'm, I'm as long as they say this is a good stealth game, I don't need them to say this is a game of the year or this is the best in the game of 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 2021 or whatever. Just wanted to say this is a good stealth game. There are no stealth games, so you know automatically it's a great stealth game, mm -hmm. as as long as it's you know well made and and fun, mm -hmm. and and that it becomes like a launching pad to make other more ambitious games. You know, like I will have that community already. Let's say right now I have only like I think it's a thousand Twitter followers. Let's say at, at some point when the game's released, I'll have an X amount of followers. I want to make sure. That I have that community, so that when I make the next game, that you know those followers will be happy. That's how how I've managed my band, and I think it has worked. Maybe. I make a I build, I built a small audience, and the next thing I make is for that audience to make them happy to be like, thank you for supporting the previous thing that I made. Thanks to you, I am making these things, so I'll make it one for you. And what happens? I think it's naturally since you're making it for people, not. You're you you're like thinking of them and making sure they want they will be happy. That brings in more people. No, so in this case, I want to make the demo for the thousand people that followed me on Twitter from all these trailers. Yeah, and that's it. You know, and and so if that if that demo is made for them with not thinking just like I want to make it so that they share it and bring in more people, or like I want to make it so they wish list and they will pay me whatever release price. No, no, I want to make it so that. Thank you for sharing the trailer. Here's the demo as, as a thank you because you liked it. No? And so I feel like if you do things like it's the same, I'm, I'm always going back to the first idea we talked about. It's like if you're because you're doing it with feeling, with love, 
with, with care. And so it's the same here. I want to make it a thank you. Thank you for being interested in what I make. Here's a demo, play it. And I feel like since it's made like that, it will be good. To some people, maybe it might not be the greatest or like the most popular game, but it's it's good for that type of people who like the trailer. And so they'll be thankful and they'll be like, I love the demo, I'll share it. And so I'll spread. And then I'll get you know, X amount of followers and I'll release a final game for them, you know? Right. And with the next game. There we go. <laughs> Oh, no. For the next, aha, the next. Sorry. So you can go ahead. My bad. because <laughs> uh, I love, I love these. You know, you read books and 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 tutorials on how to make an indie game, and they tell you like, you know, study the market and make something for a broad audience that everyone can play, and like all of these things, which is fine. I'm sure it works to make you money, but what I want is like more of this personal touch. Like, like it's. It's make I'm making for this and and if it's good it'll grow. Not making it so it grows, you know. Not thinking of I'll make a game to slide blows up. So there's there's this uh, I'll name it. there's this game called the the first street. And so the guy it's his first game also and he he blew up and he sold hundreds of thousands of copies. I don't know. It's wild. And the game is very simple. And it's, you play as a fox and you walk through the forest and that's it. And 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 he says like. You know, I made the fox. He didn't, he didn't make it. He bought the fox model because he saw that there was a niche on the internet that likes playing as a fox. And so he said, like, if I put cute graphics in it and a fox, it'll blow up. And it did. And his, everyone likes, you know, his videos and trailers and gifts got sh- shared so much that it, it got massive. And that's one way of doing it. I'm doing it the other way. I'm, I'm, instead of thinking, like, what do people... What do I sell to people is first I'm making one for my own. So I made it and a few people liked it. So now I'm making it for me and those 20 people who liked it. And then those, since since we're making it like, you know, as a community that likes similar things, they will share it and they will bring in more people. You know, and so you were interested by the graphics or some other person from a blog wrote me and it's like, wow, the graphics look like the type of graphics I want to play. And so he's part of this. No? We're making a chameleon, and 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 I'm hoping you like it. Not, I'm not hoping everyone likes it. I'm not hoping Reddit will tell me, oh, it's the most upvoted post of the year. Whatever, it's good. It in in my situation where I'm not investing my life savings into the game, so I don't really need that. You know, bring, make all the money, and like I don't need to think that way. I just I. I, I see it more as art, like you said. You know, it's like uh, make something that I like. Apparently, other people like the same things I do, and uh, more people will like it as as it grows. But uh, but at the same time, not worry about how I'm gonna monetize it. How I'm gonna I'm gonna sell skins. I'm gonna no, it's just it's a it's a fun game that I liked, and hopefully, it will give me an audience to make an X game. No, and uh, and a, uh, a game a game that. This, this the chameleon audience will like and then eventually we'll make a third game that the chameleon audience and the second game audience will like that sort of thing i think that's what has motivated me i mean it's certainly good <laughs> motivation at this point it's definitely kept you going at this point um i want to give you a little bit more motivation in fact or let, let's daydream for a little bit here i want to ask this fun little question so let's say like you release the game, it does like really su- successful, like even more successful than you can imagine to the point to where 
let's keep within the Metal Gear Solid thing. To the point where Kojima comes up to you and is like, look, this game is incredible. I want to work with you to make a new original game. What would be your dream game to make? Like, just with any creative control and, like, all the resources in the world, what is your dream game? Okay. And and what you said original, because if because my dream game is obviously I want to make enough games so that I can make Metal Gear Solid because everyone wants to make a Metal Gear Solid game. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I like my dream game is Ground Zeroes, but massive. Oh, so so okay. Metal Gear Solid Five, Metal Gear Solid Five had all that going in and out of, to the base and back to the map, and the map was empty and it was good, but it had something missing. And to me, Ground Zeroes is like the perfect game for my taste one big map and you do whatever so what i what i always dream of is metal gear one which is like the first one where there's like this base in the jungle which is outer heaven and 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 you just sneak that's why i would like to make like a massive an open world island and there's a big base and they're like a big big base and there's no you know i do this 10 minute mission and then i i'm back in the menu screen managing resources, whatever, and then another mission. No, no, no. It's just like, and the, the chameleon is kind of like that in the sense that it's a big bay, a big base, mm-hmm. and it's open, and you, the only objective is get out, escape. And so when you first play it, you don't know the layout of the base, so you're like, oh, where do I go? The second time we play it, you can speed run it because you know where to go. That is sort of my idea that I would like. I mean, I like other types of games. I like you know, first-person shooters and, like, other things. But right. but to me, like, my dream game that I would like to have the resources to make is a big open-world stealth game with no interruptions. So that's why I like about Ground Zeroes. That's what I'm making with a chameleon is big game. You can stealth through it. Nothing is interrupting you. No menus, no calls, no... No, uh, very few cutscenes that are not long. It's mostly about you being super immersed in this massive world with a lot of details, you know. Oh, that's also why I like. I, I love Skyrim. I, you know, I have the Oblivion thing oh, here. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and I just love that kind of game. So that, but a stealth game, you know. You're you're in this big world. There's so many details to find. So many little stories, like notes and 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 a corpse here. And you look at the corpse and you're like, wow, what happened to this guy? And then you sort of, but nothing is interrupting you. And so I, I love Metal Gear Solid Five. Of my favorite games, but it has that problem where you like 10 minutes and then it's back to the helicopter, back to the base, and back to the helicopter and back to the game. And and I want I want to just explore but hide. That's that's and so the chameleon is that that's that's the other thing where I'm saying like I'm making the game that I want with my possibilities. So obviously there's no massive jungle and, and like uh a thousand weapons to use and whatever. No. But it's still it's a big base and you have to sneak through it. And that's you're free. You're just like objective escape. You'll get hints like here and there, and so you'll walk, and maybe there's a map on the wall, mm-hmm. and you can't check that map every time. But you look at it on the wall, and you're like, oh, if I go here, and then you go into the little rooms, and you're like, Ooh. remembering the map, or, like, <laughs> or you'll find like a lot of the storytelling is is done through in the level, right? So at first you see these signs that say LRS. And you're like, what is that? No, this little logo. And eventually you'll find out what that means. And you'll be like, oh, so this base that I'm in is this. And then you'll find the, I don't know, this office. And you'll find a, a little text and you're, oh, so 
escaping because this happened and like you know you sort of like piece it together that's why like yeah, if, if one day I can get big enough to make that, yeah. <laughs> I'll say, so basically what you're saying is your dream game is just a more fleshed out chameleon. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And and I, and I would, yeah, edit maybe differently, but yeah, the, I'm, I'm, make, I'm making the, let's say, the small version of my dream game, yeah. Because that's the other thing. I wanted to make something that every day I'm excited to make, you know, that I'm not going to be like, oh, I have all these things. boring. Oh, yeah, like, I'm like, this game since I played Metal Gear Solid 1, and then I played Ground Zeroes, and I was like, oh, they're almost there. Like, my dream game is almost made, so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, within my limitations, but, it, but it's more like a business card. No, I'm telling you, hey, this is what I, w- what I would make, but like 10 times as, 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 as expensive or as bigger or whatever. Well, there you go. I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, for God's sake, your dream game seems to be a lot of other people's dream games as well, just based on the the love and support you've gotten so far. In fact, with you know the game being yeah. with the game being close to being released, and you know everyone that is on board so far, where do you hope to see yourself five, ten years from now with this aspect? Uh, hopefully, yeah. The Merlino Games is a studio with a few people working in it, not just me. Mm-hmm. and and it's something i'm doing full time i think that's you know i like to put realistic goals and just that a studio that has enough money to survive to live a decent life a small team is fine I, I, you know i like going step by step not not oh in five years i'm gonna be ea and i'm gonna be massive yeah <laughs> I, I want to have a studio that has a few games released that has an audience like i said i want uh, instead of a massive audience i want medium or small audience but that is very engaged that they like us that they're like excited for what we make in in a more personal way not like oh this you know if if right now again metal gear solid let's say they announce another one it's a great game director and whatever and people will be excited but it's not personal it's more like i like this franchise and this massive company and hope they make a good game i would like a more even if it's more niche or smaller and there's just like five employees or whatever, but, but a place where it's like, you know, our fans know our names and our fans can write us and be like, I'm excited because of this, you know, because, because no one makes this type of game and I want it. I, I feel like there's a big, there, Starcraft has a massive community, but they're like that. And they're so sad that Blizzard has turned into this thing yeah. and they're not making good Starcraft games, but they're still... And so the, the developers of StarCraft 2 left Blizzard and started their own company, and people are like that. People are writing them not like, oh, make a cool game. No, they're like, I love this little detail that you put in the game because I know that this detail was made by John Smith, whatever. Yeah. And I know that this dev put the change, the, the, I don't know, the balancing. It's more personal. It's more, I like that. I like that. And that's where you hope to see yourself at some point, just kind of, you know, growing, yes, but, like, still have that personal connection to the fans and to the people that enjoy your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's what I enjoy more. It, it'll, it'll... Because I've worked for big, big companies like IBM and things like that, and it just feels cold. Like you don't know who, who's buying the things. You don't. It, it's weird to me. I, I'm sure some people like it, but I feel like it's too distant for me. I like it's more engaged. 
thing where where I'll put something out and I know, hey, I've seen that avatar before. That guy always <laughs> writes me, you know? There you go. And that kind of thing. And even if I don't know them and I don't really talk to them much, I know that this person always reacts well to the wobbly graphics, for example. And I know this other person likes when I put out big colors. And so when I tweet something, I already know X and Y people will like it, no? And the others maybe not. But I, I like that experience. So let's say right now it's small, it's too small, but but at some point, you know, have an audience like that where we have a Discord and we talk and, and, and the Twitter when we share and when we announce a new game. They're excited not just because they like the game, but they're like, oh, it's because they make games that I like, you know, not, not games just sell them, but like they they care, you know, I like that. And so when I'm making this, I I like when people react that way, when they're like, I've been waiting for a game like this and it hasn't come out. I hope you do well. You know, they tell me that instead of just being like, skeptical or like you're new let's see how it works they're 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 like they appreciate that i'm making something they like and they offer support or like you know you invited me to this podcast you were like okay it's your first game it doesn't matter let's come to my podcast talk about it because i mean that kind of that kind of relationship i think it's nice and i think we need that in general you know more because there's too much distance with the internet and 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 so i think that warmth of Congrats, you know, like keep pushing or use that little motivation helps. Oh, no, that's that's definitely something that I'd like to push that, you know, pushing people to help kind of create more or less. That's what I wanted to do with this podcast more than anything else. Showcase people that are making the stuff that they love and like are actually going out and doing it. That's why I thought you were a perfect fit to hop on the podcast. And I want to say thank you. Uh, personally for taking time out of your day for doing this one last question um that i ask every guest uh obviously anyone can make the argument and the argument should be solid that video games is considered art so for you how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole i think i think art uh it's very human and it's important to keep that humanity because i feel like art gets us close in some way, like art will get us close if we both like the same thing, mm-hmm. but also art makes us stuck if we don't like the same thing, or if we both dislike the same thing. We're like, I, I hate that abstract paintings. I don't know. And you're like, yeah, me too. And we talk, no? Or you like, uh, I don't know, certain type of music. I like another type, and we discuss. And you tell me, as long as you're open-minded, and you're like, okay, show me your death metal, and and you listen to it, and you're like, I don't like it, but I appreciate that you shared it. I appreciate the feeling you put into it. I feel like art is, is important that way in that it keeps us human. It's, it's all about the feelings, all about sharing an opinion, a, a view without, without, you know, it's different to go on Twitter and share a really harsh opinion or hateful thing. Next time, and you're like, oh, that person sucks. How could they say that? And like, But if it's art, you know, and it, instead of saying that it's a painting or you feel stressed when you look at the painting, then then it's like he's sharing, you know, without attacking you. It's just the feelings. This is a raw feelings, and I think we we it's I don't know how to say it, but like we interact better if it's just that. No, it's not words that are attacking you. Like if I make this game, and someone's like feeling that that warmth of like, oh, it feels like my old like my youth and like the games I used to play. But maybe someone younger or someone older don't feel anything. But that's fine because I'm not telling him 
you know, hey, modern games suck, or like Pong and you know, Space Invaders suck. <laughs> I'm not telling them that. It's just like this is what I made. This how I feel, and they either receive it or not. But it's it's like a more smoother way of sharing feelings and ideas and and concepts and dreams. And like you know, in, in this haunted PS1 community, there's a lot of people who make super weird games where it's like a bad nightmare and it's weird things happening. <laughs> And they're just sharing it, and this, they're like, "This is what I feel. That's this is what I feel like showing." And it's cool because then you yeah. you feel what they're feeling, versus if they wrote you a tweet where they're like, eh, "Normal people suck. It's better to be weird." You know, that's that's not. But art gives that feeling of like, "This is who I am." Everyone look at it. I'm open, and 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 I think we should all be like, a, you know, more open, more afraid of being this is me and same with a person who receives it you know because with art you always get like all the people who tell you that sucks you, you're alpha or whatever yeah you have to learn to be like you know it's fine this is their opinion yeah. so it doesn't matter to everyone <laughs> their own at the end of the day and art is a great way to express that um Antonio, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I'm out of questions, so thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit down, talk about this game. Um, I know I've showered a little bit of praise already, but I I honestly cannot wait to see more and more as you know we get closer to that release date because this just looks like a fun nostalgia trip, even for those that don't have the nostalgia for it. Like it just looks like a fun little nostalgia, but at the same time, like you know, challenging and entertaining game that I just honestly can't wait to get my hands on. So. Once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to actually make this game and take, thank you for taking time to sit down and chat with me. Uh, I really do hope that it goes well. I really cannot wait. Thank you very much. Uh, go ahead and plug yourself for the people down below. Ah, it just, you know, uh, wish list the game on steam. You can look up the chameleon or on twitter.com slash Merlino underscore games. Uh, just follow me and please just write me and tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you think, what it should have, it shouldn't have. Those that's the most valuable tool. I think through through for an indie game, uh, for an indie game developer that's starting the and even not even experienced ones. I think it's more valuable that you tell us your opinions versus just uh, let's say you wish this again. You thought it was awesome and you wish this is that's cool. But it's even better if you go on Twitter and you tell me, you know what, that scene is boring. That scene looks cool. That's way more helpful. So so if you have the time for that, I'll be eternally grateful and I hope the demo in the, the next few months like satisfies your, your, your excitement for the game. All right then. Uh, but with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, Mimi goes. I don't mean to pry if you 